When I was younger, I never thought about reading as something nasty. I would always enjoy a nice story, especially during holidays where I could spend my whole afternoon just diving into a book. I didn't think that at some point it might be something I would have to motivate myself to do, but that's a sad reality. As soon as I got my first phone, it kind of became my reading, which isn't something I'm particularly proud of, to be honest. It's no secret, after all, that reading basically only has positive aspects and is productive and so on, but as always, it's easier said than done. Let's look at some ways to increase our time in front of pages instead of screens, or even to increase our screen time. Everything's possible. Hey friends and welcome back, or if it's your first time here, hi, my name is Maria, I'm a 16-year-old student in a German high school, and you're listening to the Laughing Learning Podcast. To get a basic understanding on what this podcast is all about, I created a short trailer I highly recommend you check out so that you're provided with everything you need to know to get you going. Listening to this episode is already far easier than reading. You just need your phone, which we always carry everywhere, and your ears to physically listen to my voice, and that's it. You can run, walk, sit, lay in your bed, it doesn't care. Reading is a lot harder in that sense. We definitely need a bigger device if we don't want to read on our phone, and I'm gonna explain you why I think we should avoid it. And multitasking becomes quite a challenge since our side is already used up. The thing is, the problem is not only that we read too little, we also mostly don't do it in the right way, and I'm gonna explain what I mean with a scenario that we probably all know too well. Imagine coming home from a long, hard, maybe even bad day of school. I don't have the discipline to grab a book, not to mention learning anything from it. I'm going to end up scrolling through my phone without any specific goal until I come across the 10 favorite books posts or how I read 10 books in a week or something like that. And in that moment, I feel productive. Looking at possible books to read makes me feel like a productivity guru that doesn't even know what procrastination means. Although that's the only word that describes this looking at productive activities instead of actually doing them. And there's a similar concept that can be applied to books that instantly resonated with me the first time I heard it from, I think it was Tiago Forte, I'm not sure, very famous author of the book Building a Second Brain, which I highly recommend. And if I remember correctly, what he said was basically that reading isn't productive as long as you don't take action on what you read. This was definitely a turning point that made me think a lot about how we treat reading as this both relaxing and productive activity that only turns into something productive if you take it a step further and actually put the lessons into practice. Now, just to be clear, here we're all talking about non-fiction, of course, there's nothing against a good fantasy novel. The point is, treating non-fiction as fiction has the same illusionary effect as social media does with all the productivity sector, and just because I talk about it doesn't mean I'm out of the trouble, it happens to me as well as so many times. Not reading is bad, reading the wrong way is bad. I know, life is hard. <laughs> Up to this point, we've been talking about reading, something that requires a lot of discipline, effort, training, 
which doesn't really motivate us to just start doing it. And that's what I think is the biggest problem. We look at all those amazing people and we feel inspired, but at the same time intimidated because we think that they live and operate on a completely different level than we do. And maybe that's the case right now, but when we look at the history of those people, we will most likely be able to find many similar milestones, positive and negative ones. We aren't that far away. This tiny little podcast is also nothing in comparison to the big names out there. But those big names also went through being blue. It's a starting point and that's where we are currently at. The starting point of becoming good readers. We're all in the same situation. Some may already a little bit further, some a little bit behind, but all on the same path. Let's not waste any more time with me talking for hours and simply dive into some of the strategies I'm currently using to enhance the skill. Since I have a lot more to read for school this year, I wanted to develop a method that would allow myself to quickly go over a text, find the information and still enjoy the process to some extent. The most difficult part for me is actually the text itself. You know when you start reading a sentence and it's so long that you forget the beginning of it? That kind of problem. In such cases I go through every single word and it does take quite a lot of time. The worst though is when I spend so much time on a text only to find out that I actually don't need the information. We've already talked about AI generated summaries and I don't know how many times they saved my life and my time. I can only recommend giving it a try. Sometimes you can even upload an entire file without having to copy and paste the text. There is also an option for bullet points, but honestly, I prefer doing them on my own after reading the text through simply because I know in which context I need the information and I can directly formulate them the way I need them, right on the margin so that I always know where I got it from. When I'm reading for school, I'm not reading for fun mostly, and I'm not disturbed by the fact that I write something down every two sentences, but when I'm reading non-fiction, things start to get complicated. I want to enjoy the book, and when there's a highlight, I don't want to stop, grab something to write, etc. I'd read the whole book all at once if I could. I'll simply go with a pencil and underline the phrase or word and when there is a passage that isn't that interesting or, or where I simply feel a break would be nice, I'll go over what I read and look back at the highlights that I did with my pencil. The things that still have an impact on me go into my book journal where I have all the notes of the books I read. Sometimes I'll add my own thoughts or questions that I want to solve, basically everything that I want to take from that particular book. What I also imagine works well is using post-its and I have, if I have to be honest, I think it's even better if we visualize certain bits. I think I'm gonna try this out actually, a nice post-it ball of wisdom. Anyway, with this method I'm using, I don't have the feeling of working like when I do it school reading and still have the result I need. With all that being said, we could assume that the only problem that is left is that we still aren't reading for pure entertainment. Our intention up until now was to learn and understand what we read to make this activity productive. Reading for fun is like scrolling through Instagram or watching a film, it has the same outcome. Or maybe it's better to say that they all do lack a specific outcome, which is productivity. 
But take the Rocky movies, for example. Everyone who's ever watched any training scene in those movies had such an adrenaline boost afterwards that they could have run a marathon without any training. This is actually a positive result from an activity that at first glance might seem nonsense. And in my opinion, the same happens when we, we read fiction. It can be very beneficial to dive into a fantasy world for a while and let the mind wander freely for a while before coming back into their real chaotic world. Sometimes the answers to our questions are hidden in between those lines or they are in our brain but stuck in between of all the mess made up of the vastity of our thoughts. Of course, there is also a very biological benefit regarding our eyes. They are exposed to screens day in, day out, and don't know if it's only me, but if I look at a screen for like two hours straight, which happens quite a lot, I really feel this muscle ache in my eyes. I don't know if, if it's really correct uh, biologically, but I really do feel my eyes. I mean, if I have to go somewhere and I just want to read a chapter or anything like that, I'll go with my phone. But even in such cases, I'll usually carry my Kindle with me. It's really compact and has all my books in one place, because yeah, I'm a person who needs the possibility to choose at any time. We already have an episode discussing the pros and cons of e-readers, so definitely check that out after we've finished here. Actually, you can start searching for it while we wrap up this episode. I hope that I could help you with some of the strategies I use or I'm going to use in the future. As always, you can see that I'm not at the end, I'm also working things out. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would be really nice of you if you could share it with your friends and family, leave me a review or feedback and subscribe to all the channels listed down below in the description to not miss out on anything. That's it for now, have a nice day and see you next time!